This is Janice. And I'm Sarah N. And we're your hosts for Explore This, a podcast for the modern day working professional. Each week, we explore actionable insights on how you can thrive personally and professionally. Happy New Year, everyone! At the time of recording, we are currently in the first week of the new year in 2024. And in classic Janice and Sarah Ann fashion, we wanted to sit down and do a reflective episode to kick off the year before the start of the new year grind hits us right in the face. Yeah, I know we say this all the time, Janice, but once again, got to put it out there, cannot believe the new year has come. You know, Janice, for yourself, you just returned from travels in the UK. Oh, that place has such sweet, sweet memories for the both of us. Share with us a little bit. How is that like for you? That was basically where we started our whole friendship. And in case (laughs) you guys missed it, uh, we talked all about it in the previous episode uh, where we walked down memory lane. But yeah, Sarah, that was honestly a very, very um surreal moment, I would say, because at the start of the year, I told my husband I wanted to go to London or Europe for our honeymoon. But we decided against it right after we looked at the price because, you know, inflationary and bad exchange rates. So it did feel surreal to be back in Europe after eight years um, of being away. Wow, I has it been say- that long? It has been that long, you know, basically student days. graduated. Yeah, so haven't been back ever since and it, it really did feel pretty special. And what was even more special was being able to spend Christmas in Prague. That was definitely a very, very kind of magical moment because, you know, they have all the great Christmas vibes, the lights and everything. And in terms of going back to the UK, it was so nostalgic in so many mm. ways. I, I did my master's there. So it was really surreal to be able to revisit the places that I used to go to as a student, you know, all the nooks and crannies of the city, soaking up all the vibes also because it was extremely wet and very, very cold. So that was <laughs> definitely a very nostalgic moment of like, okay, I'm back in the UK, right? Very grey <laughs> as well. But still loved um every minute of being there nonetheless. But, you know, I think the best part for me was being able to reconnect with my friends who are based in that side of the world, myself and my husband's friends. Um, So that was really special, just having cozy conversations with familiar faces and also new friends as well. And it just felt like a slice of home. So yeah, it, it really was a very meaningful way to spend Christmas, bringing the new year in somewhere that was so nostalgic and holds a special place in my heart, as you, as you would know. Sarah, I know you were <laughs> traveling too in Australia over Christmas and New Year's, and it looked like an amazing holiday. So yeah, share with us what were some of your highlights. On my end, um, I made a trip to Australia this year and spent about two and a half weeks in both Melbourne and Tasmania with my mom. So it was the first time we were doing a mother-daughter trip and it was truly, truly special. And I say that because it is also the first time mom and I were doing this trip together. And it was quite interesting because we had so many different encounters with many different new people along the whole road trip especially when we were in Tasmania. And quite a few people asked us like, oh, is this something you and your mom do often, you know, going on mother-daughter road trips? And I was like, no, actually, it's the first time that we're doing it. But so far, so good. We were in um, each other's faces most of the time. But I'm very happy and proud to say that, you know, mother-daughter relationship still intact. Love um, it. And I made sure that we also gave each other enough space to kind of have our respective corners in the room and spending our own quiet time because I know myself, I need that recharge moment as well amidst all the wonderful travel. And it was amazing as well because I got to do some incredible hikes along the way. Not only that, you know, it was special also because mom joined me on some some 
quite challenging hikes. I shared some videos with you, Janice. You saw that there were certain parts of a steep mountain I was hiking in Cradle Mountain where it was super steep rocks. There were railings with chains and on some occasions, mom was like on all fours, kind of almost crawling up. But um, yeah, I'm very, very proud of her because I know that it was not an easy hike at all. But after a little bit of nudging and because we were with like four other new friends that we made, she was very happy to come along. And most importantly, zero regrets because the view on top of Marion's lookout point at Cradle Mountain was absolutely worth it. And I also recognize that it's special because mom was willing to also step out of her comfort zone and put herself in more... I would say uncomfortable situations, but she was very much up for the challenge. So um, I'm glad I was able to support her for that as well. And also I got to do a few things that I really enjoy, you know, being outdoor in nature, although it was summer, but the weather was still amazing at like 15 degrees to 18 degrees. And I got to hike. Shout out to Marcus Van Gazel as well for bringing me on my hike at Werribee Gorge. And I got to cycle around the Melbourne CBD. Just being able to hike cycle, run almost every other morning. Although I was on holiday, I made sure to clock in at least a 3 to 5km run just because the weather was so irresistible. And it was quite a funny impression that you know, people ask me, Sarah, aren't you on holiday? Why are you doing these things? And I was like, you know what? It's because I'm on holiday. That's why I get to do all these things that I love. So yeah, those were some of the highlights for um, the trip with mom over Christmas and New Year's for me. Honestly, Auntie Min is fitness goals. <laughs> I truly have, you know, so much admiration for her that she could keep up with your energy and keep <laughs> you on your toes as well. And it is a classic Sarah Ann holiday, right? If you are not hiking, cycling or running, that would not be a Sarah Ann holiday. So I know yep, that guilty all too as well. charged. <laughs> <laughs> so it does sound like we both had such a memorable Christmas and New Year's and yeah, so grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that being said, I also wanted to mention that it's it's something that crossed my mind and I was given a kind reminder from a friend as well to remember that the festivities over Christmas, New Year's and even the upcoming Chinese New Year may always be a challenging season or in fact a lonely time for others who may not have loved ones around them or for whatever personal circumstances have it the hardest during the holiday seasons. And you know, for us, Christmas, New Year's, all of these sometimes will have more warm and cozy memories. But you know, as I mentioned, I was personally very grateful for this reminder from a friend to be extra aware of these circumstances and of the people around me who may not have the same loved ones to celebrate it with and still do our best to love hard on those around us the same way that we receive love. And another special memory as part of Australia as well is that we invited Marty, someone that we met at a Christmas Eve service in a church in Hobart that mom and I visited. And when I extended the invite to her, she was initially 50-50 and was like, maybe I'll join, maybe not. I might be tired and I also don't want to interrupt your mom and daughter trip. But we were like, you know, come on, you know, if you don't have any other plans, come join it with us. And at the end of the day, she was like, Sarah, I can't thank you enough for inviting me and, you know, nudging me to join. Because to be honest, I had no plans on that Christmas and Boxing Day and I would just be sitting at home. I would not have made this trip here out on my own. And for her, she's never met Malaysians and suddenly she was like hanging out with all Malaysians during that day and had a wonderful time. Such a good reminder to also love on those around us who may be carrying burdens and fighting battles, you know, seen and unseen. Just on that, right, whether 2023 has been a year of wins for you, 
painful struggles or a mix of both, we wanted to also take some time to reflect on the year that has passed and discern what we want to let go and invite in for the year ahead in this conversation. We had an opportunity to use the I Am Well journal by Rachel Lim and Crystal Lim to help us reflect. So in the conversation ahead, you may notice that some of the prompts that we use today were inspired by this journal. Before we dive in, I have to give a little shout out to Janice because she's the one who got us this I Am Well journal. Um, She got a copy for herself and myself for Christmas gifts. So thank you so much for that, Jen. Um, Yeah, let's dive in with the prompts. Let's do that. So first question, looking back, what are you most grateful for in 2023? So for myself, this might sound quite cliche, but it's something that has been so deeply evident in my life, especially in 2023. But I would like to start off by saying that I'm so grateful for my little community. And what I mean by that is recognizing that I've got a tribe of really close and core group of friends and loved ones who I know are rooting for me, are there for me and have been supporting me and nourishing me throughout some of 2023's tougher seasons. And with that being said, I also made some really good new friends through church, as well as reconnected with old friends whom I've lost touch with quite recently. And I like to share a really funny story about how I reconnected with somebody. So I was in Bruni Island on that fateful Boxing Day and it was mom, myself and Marty and we made our way as the first pit stop to this place called Trunganini Lookout Point. And we climbed the stairs and we had an amazing view of the whole beach and the ocean. And I just asked this random person who happened to be in a crowd of um, other tourists. And I just said, hey, do you mind taking a photo for mom and I? And this person took a photo of mom and I. And after snapping the photo, she pulled down her sunglasses and she said, wait, are you Sarah Ann? I was mind blown to say the least because I was like, what on earth? And it turned out to the, to be the most incredible serendipitous bump into an old friend from back in KL. And I've known her since like more than 10 to 15 years ago. And we were quite close at one point of time. And yeah, shout out to Gloria. You know, she made the trip with another friend of hers, Evie, to Bruni Island. And it was just a crazy coincidence or just a totally God orchestrated moment where she happened to be at the exact lookout point where we were. And that wasn't even meant to be her lookout point, her first pit stop. And we spent the rest of the day together because she and Evie had planned out the route for Bruni Island and we just tagged along and followed um, behind in our car. Like, what crazy coincidence was that, you know? (laughs) All of this is just to say it's something that I don't take for granted, recognizing that I have such core group of friends and um, people that I love and cherish and whose friendship mean a lot to me because I recognize how difficult it is to grow and maintain friendships, especially adult ones. And Janice, you and I talk about this all the time about growing new friendships, making new ones, especially in our adulthood season. And just being deliberate about staying in touch, especially through different seasons of life and with distance in in place as well for some friends. But I'm glad that there are friends that I've genuinely put in the effort with in terms of building those friendships and relationships. And in return, they have in so many different ways shown up for me when I needed them the most by pouring into my cup and filling it to the brim with so much love, grace, hope and support. 
So that's what I'm grateful for in 2023. What about you, Jen? Such a great story about serendipitous friendship and just being in the right place at the right time. Mm. I think when I look back at my year and I was doing this reflection using the journal, right? And just getting into the year in review exercise. At the end of the exercise, I was kind of overwhelmed just noticing that there were so many amazing first, you know, kind of experiences and there were many highs. Got to celebrate my first year of marriage, pivoted out of consulting into the world of higher ed, completing my first duathlon with you, just to name a few. But as I wrote in my journal, I was also really real with myself, right? And I realized that it has been a hard one, definitely navigating grief, loss, and pain in the family, as well as being at crossroads of very big, difficult adult decisions that were not easy to process. Mm. So I think when I just looked at my life and my year as a whole, I will say that I am just so grateful for life itself and for my health, as cheesy as it is. Why I say that is because I actually stared death in the face multiple times in a year, as mm. well as getting into an accident, which I didn't really speak about on this pod. So it did make me feel so much more appreciative of the little things when mm. I just I get to wake up in the morning and move my body. I'm healthy for the most bit. And it really made me a lot more appreciative. So I don't take for granted my health and how my body has carried me through this year, through all the crazy things that we did, you know, the duathlons, the cycling trips, even just navigating through different seasons of life with my body, you know, in, in all its imperfections. With that said, I want to focus on taking deliberate action to maintain my health and get serious about my wellness because we all know the 30s in what it is at the <laughs> 20s. So lots of things that we need to do to just make sure you know I'm operating at the, the best that it can be. Yeah, thanks for sharing, Jen. I'm just so, so grateful that, you know, you guys were completely fine and, you know, just came out of it unscathed in that sense. So I'm just so grateful for that. If you haven't already, we'd like to ask you to hit the follow button on Spotify and across all other podcast platforms. This means a lot to us as it helps us grow and reach a wider audience. With that, we'll be able to reach more guests to make Explore This Podcast bigger and better for you. Thanks in advance. And now let's jump right back into today's episode. So inspired by some of the other reflective prompts from our I Am Well journal, what are some things that you wish to let go of and invite in for 2024? Janice, how about you go first? What I want to let go of in 2024, three things. Firstly, self-doubt and limiting beliefs. So enough of telling myself, you know, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. This is the year I want to really let go of these negative self-talk. Secondly, mindless social media consumption. What I really want to do this year is to be more intentional about creating rather than consuming. And the third one is to let go of the anxiety over what I cannot control. So to instead spending time, you know, worrying about the things beyond my control, rather to channel that into things that are actually within my control that I can um, impact in some ways. In terms of what I would like to invite in, Firstly, to prioritize rest and to make sure I get enough sleep every day, wake up at a healthy hour, sleep at you know an appropriate hour as well. Secondly, to be more mindful of my spending habits and to actually keep track of my expenses and to just monitor what I'm spending on in a more mindful manner. 
And third of all is to actually create a morning routine to set up my day in a way that is productive as well as restful. I think that will really help set the tone for the day ahead. So that's my list of letting go and inviting in for 2024. Sarah, I would love to hear your list. Share with us. Certain things that I'll like to let go of is really this idea that I would like to let go of certain closed doors that aren't meant for me. And what I mean by that is to not take closed doors personally as a rejection. That's the first thing. Secondly is letting go of the need for control. And this is a constant work in progress, recognizing that there are things that are within my realm of control. And for those, I have done whatever is best I can do. And for those that I have no control over to, in a sense, let go and let God. I think that's something that I'm learning as well. And the third thing as well is quite similar, Jan, in terms of limiting beliefs and recognizing that there are certain things that I tell myself subconsciously in my head, which has been holding me back from greater heights. So I think that's something that we're both working on in terms of trying to let go. Easier said than done, of course. Um, but as we mentioned, it's it's something that we're both trying to work on and uh, keep each other in check. And in terms of what I'd like to invite in, for 2024, I would like to invite in clarity. So that's clarity on the year, on directions, on next steps, on new seasons, etc. Spontaneity. And this is something, Janice, you can definitely help me out with as well on, you know, not having too many planned agendas, but leaving room for a spontaneity and, you know, more creative moments that are not necessarily planned. And lastly, peace. And I would want to start and end each day knowing that, you know, everything that I've done, I've done it intentionally, mindfully and peacefully. So good. And, you know, I think this is a really useful exercise. Instead of setting like big audacious goals, I think these are intentions that are able to help us get clearer towards what it is that we want to work towards and what it is that we want to eliminate from our lives as well. What are three things that you would do for yourself every day? All right. The first thing I would like to do for myself every day, I would say, is to make time for myself first and foremost. So I heard this once on someone wise on the internet said this, but it's about working for yourself first before working for others. And so what that means is making time for myself first before jumping into work. So whether that is waking up early and moving my body through exercise or praying, meditating, and just having a slow start to the morning with a mindful breakfast. I think that's something that I want to prioritize. And I say this because I recognize the different frame of mind. I start my day if I just jump out of bed and straight into my laptop attacking work. And that just sets me off on a totally different tone and mood for the rest of the day. And it's not something that I really enjoy. And secondly, I did this last year um, where I didn't scroll on social media, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn until 12 p.m. So for 2024, I would like to continue doing that, but I would ideally and aspirationally like to extend that to 1 p.m. So to not scroll on social media until 1 p.m. and just, you know, give myself the morning to focus on what really matters before the afternoon slump hits in. And this is something that I would like to do, well, not necessarily every day, but um, in terms of, you know, utilizing the I'm Well journal as well as weekly planner 
to plan and be intentional about my start of the week mental prep. I've actually, just yesterday, parked in two hours on a Sunday afternoon every week so that I can mentally prepare myself for the week that is ahead. One other good thing about this journal is that they also encourage you not just to do weekly plannings, but um, put in checkpoints for monthly as well as quarterly check-ins. So I find that something um, that I'm looking forward to do. We don't want to just get to the end of the year and then reflect on the whole 365 days before, but you know, having quarterly check-ins would be something that's useful just to make sure that we're on the right track. What about so yourself, good. Janice? On that note, my very first sort of Three things I'll do for myself every day is to journal, to make use of the different prompts. The aim is to be more mindful about how I'm spending my time, how I'm deciding to show up for myself and other people, whether it's to write for five minutes, just to set in that daily habit. Secondly, to carve out time to read every day. This was sort of inspired by um, an episode by Jay Shetty on goal setting, where he talked about how, you know, there are some years that for people, it's a year of thriving, It's but for it's not that, like that for everybody. There are some years for people, it's like a year of learning or a year of experimentation. Mm. And we don't have to show up every day to look good, but rather it's putting in the work so that you will feel good, right? Mm. So I think this year, I really want to invest in learning more, especially in the areas that I am passionate about and wanting to grow in. So to invest in myself and to read every single day for 15 minutes at least. And last but not least, to take care of my health. So things that I will do, actionable steps, which is to drink enough water, basic as it sounds, right? But as Sarah would know, I am very bad with hydration. So <laughs> I will make sure to drink enough water and to take my supplements daily. So that's uh, my three things. I wanted to volunteer and say that every time I take a sip of water, Janice, I'll nudge you to take a sip as well. But I think it would not oh be God. helpful because I drink way too much water. You drink too much water, Sarah. <laughs> Beyond the normal threshold. That is true. And also with a small bladder, it's not necessarily a great recipe. Mm. Um, but there we go. I'd love for us to also take some time, Janice, to share with our audience a little bit about what is a word or phrase that you would like to carve out for the year 2024. And, you know, we all know that this is important in terms of setting a phrase or a word for the year because it helps to provide us with focus, clarity, as well as our personal guiding principle that can help with shaping our goals, action, and mindset throughout the year. So yeah, hit us, Janice. What's yours? So this took me a long time to think about, uh, but I will say my phrase for the year ahead is to live boldly. Why I say that, right? I foresee 2024 as being a year of shifts in many ways and, and different areas of my life. So I would like to be bolder in not being afraid to take risk and to move away from a fear-based mindset into a faith-based one. To, you know, really lean into what my purpose is, you know, in, in God and to prime my mind to be more courageous because 2023, I realized for me, has been quite a lot of um, limiting beliefs and a little bit of negative self-talk and fear. So in 2024, I really want to step into faith and step into that really boldly. So that's my phrase of the year. What about yours, Sarah? All right. Here's to living boldly, Jen. Um, for me, though, my word of the year is and I also took some time to think about this, which is good. I think it makes us, you know, give it some proper thought and be intentional about it. So my word of the year would be recalibrate. And quite similar to you, Janice, um, for 2024, I do foresee, you know, changes and transitions happening 
to me and for me in 2024 and also to those closest to me, which I know will affect me. And so from a personal perspective, I hope that the changes and transitions will be good. And so while there might be quite a lot of ambiguity and uncertainty in those shifts and changes, I still recognize that, you know, it's the year that I will need to prioritize on recalibrating. And there are certain things that I see myself outgrowing, leaving behind, and also making space for new things and new priorities, new people, new beginnings. I guess along those lines of recalibrating as well is learning and reminding myself to not run away from hard things because the hard things build the foundation for good and better things to grow. I really, you know, really love what you said about not running away. Sometimes it's easy to distract ourselves or to have escapisms that we put in place, mm. right? But it is staring these things in the face and being bold enough to tackle it and grapple with it with both hands that you really get to grow and um, step out of your comfort zone in some sense. Yeah, absolutely. Here's to both of us, you know, recalibrating and living boldly. You know, we wouldn't be an Us episode if we didn't end it on the surprise question segment. For those of you who have been tuning in to us for long enough, you know that we always put in, you know, a surprise question at the end that none of us are prepared for just to catch each other off guard and to add a little spice into the conversation. <laughs> so I will go first. My question for you, Sarah, is what is the book that you have read in 2023 that has made the greatest impact on you and why? For those of you who can't see it, Sarah just leaned into her bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> and pulled out a goat one. Um, so while this is a really, really good question, Janice, and um, surprisingly, it didn't take me too long to think about it because there was one book in particular that really stood out. And it's a book I'm holding up right now. You might or might not be able to see it. It's a book titled Bittersweet and it's by an author called Shauna Nyquist. And I'll just read this very briefly, but it's titled Bittersweet and it's thoughts on change, grace and learning the hard way. And I'm not going to go into spoilers, but um, I'll just say that the reason why this book has been so impactful to me um, in, in 2023 is because this book really found me where I needed it in 2023. And as I read through this book, I remember there were parts that I was laughing, I was crying, I was bawling. Bless my barista at my local coffee shop because uh, one of the days I remember bawling so hard while sipping my hot latte at a corner in his coffee shop. And I'm sure he must have been very confused but was too polite to ask what happened to me. But I'll just read very briefly what the, the back of the book says. And it says, when life is sweet, say thank you and celebrate. And when life is bitter, say thank you and grow. And that was just... You know, it's just a snippet of how powerful this book for me was because, you know, it really helps me recognize that when heart change comes at us like a wave and threatens to take us under, we try to dig in and control what we can and we do our best to want to have control over the circumstances. But this author offers us a different way for us to look into letting the waves of change carry us and... She talks about her own experiences of loss and grief and heartbreak and recognizing that there are gifts and wisdom that comes to us 
in the hardest of ways, but that is sometimes the only way that we can learn. And so, yeah, this book was both beautiful. It was brutal. I call it brutifully. It was a brutifully written book. And like I said, it was really a tribute to the season of life that I was in. It gave me a mixture of hope in the seasons of darkness. And um, yeah, I highly recommend this book in case anyone wants to borrow a copy. Um, I'm very happy to share that with them. Thanks for that great question, Jen. Mm, I'm so glad I asked you that question. That was, <laughs> that was a beautiful answer. Nice. That's such a good one. It made me smile. Thank you for that, Jen. And my question for you, Janice, is what is one thing that you want to be able to say to yourself on the 1st of January 2025 when you look back on 2024 and the year that have gone past? I think for me, I want to say to myself, um, I'm glad. I tried that. And why I say that is because in alignment to my phrase for the year of living boldly, I want to be able to say to myself that I have tried things that made me uncomfortable, that things that made me afraid. And even if it doesn't, you know, end up in an outcome that is like strong, positive or successful, I just want to say I'm glad that I tried that because that would have meant that I stepped out of my comfort zone and I silenced my fears and limiting beliefs. Well said, Jen, and um, our audience who have tuned into the last episode would know that in our friendship episode, Janice and I also spoke about our audacious goals that we want to explore for 2024. So yeah, that might be part of it as well, Janice, where we look back and say, I cannot believe we signed ourselves up for that full marathon and um, ran it. So yeah, that's something that we and you and I have got to look into further, Janice. And gotta work to on it. that. <laughs> okay. And so, you know, that's it for today's episode. We hope that you also have had a gentle start to the new year and you're feeling recharged for the rest of the 360 however many days that are ahead of us. Um, This episode, as always, is very cathartic for Janice and myself, very reflective in so many different ways. And our hope for you as well is that this year brings you what your heart truly desires and the growth that you require. And do know that we're rooting for you. And we hope that this episode helps you to do your own reflection and set the tone for you in the new year, whatever that might look like. Share with us in the comments what your word or phrase for 2024 is, we'd love to hear from you. And also on a final note, a kind reminder that it's totally okay to not start 2024 hard, fast, or strong, but it's totally okay to start it slow, unhurried, and peacefully. So happy new year once again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye! If you stuck around to the end of this episode, we want to say thank you for exploring with us. And if you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and most importantly, share this episode with your friends. We'd love to hear from you. So you can also connect with us on Instagram using the Instagram handle Explore This Podcast. A-C-T-S-P-L-O-R-E This Podcast. New episodes for Explore This drops every alternate Mondays at 8pm. See you then!